Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Many believers feel that drinking wine is wrong, but a day is coming when each Christian will partake. They'll drink the finest wine that's ever been made, and they'll drink it with Jesus himself. The occasion? The marriage supper of the Lamb. Today, the menu for that supper. From the Moody Church in Chicago, this is Running to Win with Dr. Erwin Lutzer, whose clear teaching helps us make it across the finish line. Today, Erwin Lutzer will continue a series on The King is Coming, Preparing to Meet Jesus. In this, the third of ten messages, our focus is on that time when the king marries his bride. You say, well, Pastor Lutzer, it's a wedding feast. What are we going to eat? Isn't that what you're thinking of? What's on the menu? I don't know exactly what is on the menu, but I do know what we're going to drink. I do know that much. In a Jewish wedding, it was very important for the bride and the groom to drink new wine. I mean, we're talking about the finest of all wines. They would keep that wine as long as was necessary, and they would save the very best for the wedding feast. Maybe the wine that was saved is something like the wine that Jesus made at the Cana of Galilee wedding, where they were upset with the host because they said, you have kept the best wine till last. They didn't know where it had come from. It's going to be very good wine, no doubt about it. That's what was served in the Orthodox Jewish weddings. Now come with me to the New Testament. One day Jesus gathers his disciples together and says to them, uh, I am going to invite you to share with me the Passover. And so they gather together, and in the midst of that feast, as all of you know, Jesus Christ takes bread, and he breaks it, and he says, This is my body, which was broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And then we discover that uh, he took the cup, and he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This drink in remembrance of me. And then in Matthew 26, he made this amazing statement. He said, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine again until I drink it anew with you in the Father's kingdom. The best wine will be saved for that. And even those of us who don't drink wine on earth, oh, is that going to be good wine <laughs> as we enjoy the wedding feast? As I say, it's very difficult for us to put our mind around all of this because some of it may be symbolic. But you say today, Pastor Lutzer, what is really the bottom line? I mean, if you're going to bring the plane down, where are you going to land? I'll tell you that if there's anything in this passage that is important, it is the intimacy and the closeness that we are going to have with Jesus Christ. The intimacy and the closeness. And when I said that Israel was invited to the wedding, I don't mean to imply that there are going to be various gradations in heaven. There is going to be some second-class citizens, some first-class citizens. No, 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 we'll all be together. But God oftentimes makes distinctions on earth, and for a time he may make distinctions in heaven. But the thing that is most remarkable is the closeness 
that we have with Jesus. You know what Paul says in Colossians? When Christ, who is our light, shall appear. He says, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Do you realize what that means? The entire universe is going to see how close we are to Jesus. Every demon, every angel, every unconverted person who is on planet earth, when Jesus Christ returns and they see that we are next to him, it says we will also be revealed with him in glory. And you even imagine that, what it's going to be like. I know that in weddings today, the big issue, of course, is uh, the beauty of the bride. What she's wearing, how she comes down the aisle. The groom, I mean, he could be standing there and not doing much of anything, and nobody would know the difference. But I tell you, in heaven, it's going to be very different than that. Throughout all of eternity, people are not going to ask the question, they are not going to ask the question, who is the bride? That's not the question. The question that is going to be asked is, who is the groom? Who is that? Who is the Lamb of God that redeemed his church? and cleansed her that he should marry her? Who is this king that descends? Who is this Alpha and Omega? It is Jesus Christ the Lord, King of kings, Lord of lords, God of all gods. That's who it is. And the focus will be on him. The Apostle Paul said in the 11th chapter of Corinthians, he made this statement. He says, I have betrothed you to Christ. And he said, I want you to be a pure virgin. You remember during the engagement period, the whole point is whether or not we are pure. Whether or not the bride and the groom are being faithful and true to each other and waiting for one another. And then Paul says, but I fear lest as the serpent deceived Eve, so your pure minds might be led astray by the simplicity that is in Jesus. So I want to ask you today, are you being true to the bride and the bridegroom, I should say? Are you being true to him? You're engaged to him if you're a believer. And let me speak now to a different category of people. Does the name Tariq and Michelle Selah mean anything to you? Maybe you've forgotten about them. They are the ones, you know, that snuck into the White House and got past security and ended up actually being able to shake hands and to speak to our president. It was an embarrassment for the Secret Service, needless to say. Just want you to know that nobody arrives in heaven and gets past security. Nobody arrives and says, well, here I am, and I think I should be admitted too. That will never happen there. Jesus told an interesting parable. He told a parable about a man who showed up for a wedding feast and didn't have the right garment. And uh, he was instantly spotted. 
and he was asked to leave. I don't know how I can make this any clearer to you today than I'm making it. But unless you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, unless you believe on Him, you will not arrive in heaven. I love to tell that story that some of you may have heard me tell years ago about the time that I was actually in the White House and in the Oval Office. I was speaking over in Washington, D.C., and a member of the President's Secret Service detail said, would you like to go into the Oval Office tomorrow? It was a holiday, and the President was out of town. This was when the first President Bush was President, and so security maybe wasn't as tight as it is today. But he asked me if I wanted to go into the Oval Office the next day. Have you ever had somebody say something to you, and you know without praying about it that it's God's will? I wasn't going to say no to that. So we meet there, and I had my two daughters with me, and uh, we only, I only had two, though we have three daughters, but two were with me, and uh, we went past that little house with all the Secret Service agents. They basically looked at us, and then they looked at him, and they say, oh, you're with him? Just go on in. When you get to the White House, on the step, other Secret Service agents, they just looked at us, and then they looked at him, and they said, oh, you're with him? Go in. And then they said, oh, you're with him, go in. And then you go in the hallway, and then standing there at the door of the Oval Office, there is one more guard. And he allowed us to go in, though we couldn't go to the president's desk, but we could put our foot into the Oval Office. Imagine with me. We die in a great holocaust. Imagine with me that we land on the other side. And suddenly, there it is on the other side of the curtain that we meet Jesus. And I want you to visualize centuries of angels all the way to the Father's house, standing guard. And then the angels look at us and they see Jesus, who's going to accompany us, and they say, uh, Oh, you're with him? Go on in. We meet more angels who say, Oh, you're with him? Go on in. And then in the distance we see the glory of God, and God is more holy and more righteous and more pure than we ever dreamed that he was, and suddenly we have a flashback. Because among us there are some who are really big sinners, some who committed crimes of immorality and theft and selfishness, and it's just, it's just and, and among those of us who perhaps didn't commit those sins, we have enough of our own, and we begin to look to ourselves, and we begin to say, we can't go in, we can't go in, we can't go in. We can't go in. But the angel says, uh, you're with him. Go on in. And so we get escorted all the way into the Father's house. Why? because we have the righteousness of Christ credited to our account. It's the only way to get to heaven and to make it to the wedding feast. Let's pray together. Now, if God has spoken to you today and you've never received Christ as Savior, you can do that even right now. You can say, Jesus, save me. You can accept him. For those of you who know him, I have to ask you, if you and I are being pure, 
for the one to whom we are engaged. Father, throughout all of eternity, we will sing over and over and over again, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, would you do that right now through repentance and faith? We here at Running to Win exist to help you make it all the way to the finish line. And we have a special resource we're emphasizing. It's a book I've written entitled, The King is Coming. In this book, I discuss 10 events that we will participate in as believers. And they are all coming in the future. And we have to live in light of that future. The title of the book, The King is Coming. And of course, when you have a book in your hands, you can underline certain paragraphs. You can go back, reread. It's all about what is going to happen in the future that should impact what we are doing today. That was Erwin Lutzer wrapping up The King Marries His Bride, the third in a 10-part series on The King is Coming, Preparing to Meet Jesus. The Bible tells about a future world ruler who will seek the worship of mankind. This evil being will be a rival to the real Jesus. Next time on Running to Win, we meet the future Antichrist. The King is Coming is also a book by Erwin Lutzer, and we'll send it as a thank you for your gift of any amount to support Running to Win. Just call us at 1-800-215-5001. That's 1-800-215-5001. Online, go to offerrtw.com or write to Running to Win, Moody Church, 1635 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60614. For Dr. Erwin Lutzer, this is Dave McAllister. Running to Win is a ministry of the Moody Church.